0: Just a closer walk with V. I don't know if I have done it yet. Maybe we need to. We need to make sure because some people are waiting to hear it. Robert might be waiting to hear it. I think that there are some who might be wa- happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Yes, I think that some of you might be a little excited about trick or treating tonight. And we have a special treat for you after this. So I'm asking you will sit through this boring piece of me talking for a few minutes and then you get some candy. All right. We're going to start right with that. And some of you adults sit through the boring part and then, well, you'll get to heaven or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So it is Sunday, October 31st. We are in a worship house on Halloween. Many of us have come through a tradition where we know that the Sunday that is closest to November 1st. There's a Sunday where we would celebrate All Saints Day, right? Lifting up saints, and I love this, known and unknown. It would be a time for lifting up saints known and unknown. And then also right close to that would be a celebration potentially of All Souls Day where we would be lifting in prayer the souls of those who specifically in this past year since our last celebration have passed on beyond. And so we would be lifting up prayers for the souls of those on their way. And then there is also the celebration of the Day of the Dead, which is celebrated throughout Mexico, and of course in the lives and communities of many of Mexican descent in many other places besides Mexico, including many here in Texas. And one of the things that all of these have in common, these celebrations, this All Saints, this All Souls, this Day of the Dead, is just an opportunity to really acknowledge that there is a closer walk with thee all the time, with people who have been part of our journey and are part of our journey, but in a different way who have moved on right? Those people that, who are our saints who have made a way for us, the people who are in our soul as their souls move forward, the people who we celebrate, not just that they have lived, but like with the celebration of the Day of the Dead, we get really nitty-gritty with it, right? The celebration of the Day of the Dead, we celebrate their lives with very special things. This is their favorite food. This was a hat they used to wear. Here is a book that they loved. I'm going to play this music because she loved to dance. It's, a, it's the life and the life beyond and the life in, and the life moving forward in and through our lives, all of these somehow acknowledge that thin place. Halloween, although not a religious celebration of sorts, comes from a Celtic tradition, right, Saman, and the main idea is that this is a day where there's a very thin line between the world beyond and the world here. There's a thin line between those two spaces as light grows dimmer and dark longer, and that we move and see things a little differently in this time of transition. We are closer than we think to places that have seemed far away. We are closer than we think to people who seem far away. The masks and the revealing of the masks, who we are now may not be who we become, or who we look to be might not be who we are eventually going to be. The thin place, the celebration, all of this is what we're acknowledging in this space today. And I would like to give at least a minute that we might really be with those with whom we walk closely in these ways. I'd ask that you might remember and draw forward into your heart, your spirit, your attention, your saints, known and unknown, the souls of those who journey with you, those places where you are reaching out and acknowledging and celebrating the life of one who has gone before you. If you would, pray with me. Let us pray our remembrance at this thin place. Where the gift of love meets itself in the grief of loss. Let us pray our remembrance, honoring names and faces and lessons given and lessons received. Let us pray our remembrance, holding close that which remains when all that was dear seemed to pass too fast. Let us pray our remembrance with stories of hope and forgiveness of challenge and pain and inspiration and new life. Let us pray our remembrance. Let us walk close today with one another. Amen. So I'm not sure who it is that came to your mind or rose in your memory, what story or person came to be with you or was lifted up from your heart. But I ask you this, what was delightful and wonderful, divine about them or that? What was precious to you and beautiful? And now I want you to think about what was not quite so heavenly. (laughs) What was downright earthy, nitty gritty, maybe not the prettiest part of them or that relationship, or that journey. Because this is the thin place time where we're able to recognize that those things are part of each other. That the holy and the holy human are connected. I was thinking about Wida Alice, Wida who passed, as we mentioned, just over a week ago. And I know that there was a celebration of her life and memorial this week I was not able to attend as I was teaching elsewhere. And she was much on my heart and in my spirit she would come up during communion, usually at the 11 o'clock service, right? A little old lady standing right down here with me and she would hold that chalice, even as she was barely able to stand up. She would have to hold my arm in order to hold the chalice. And sometimes I would say to her, you know, Weta, it's really okay. You know, it's okay, you can sit down, she would say. I'm not sitting down. I need to hold the hand of Jesus and give out a blessing to my brothers and sisters. It was beautiful and delightful, especially considering she was one of the meanest old women you could ever meet. For real. And she'd tell you so herself. I'm not speaking out of school. She would say, I'm just ornery. I'd say, honorary is, honorary. Mm, okay. We'll go with honorary. She'd be kind of proud of it. You know, she's one of those people, and I told him, and all of her like 80 pounds, you know, I told him, and she'd feel proud of how mean she was, right? holding the hand of Jesus every Sunday she could even when she could barely stand because that's how it is with us we're beautiful and divine and so precious and honoring and proud of it some days See, there's this great story in CLM, Creating a Life That Matters, the course that many of you have been through. There was a number of you who were training to teach that course with me in Dallas over this last week. It's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, by the way, some upcoming in the next season of, of, of offerings here. There's a great story there, though, that talks about what saints are. And in the story, there's a little girl, I think, a child, who says to the parent, what are saints? And parents trying to think about how to explain this. Looks around in a church and sees one of the stained glass windows and points up there and says, well, well, that's a saint up there. And if you want to, if you're in here and you want to look back and you see a stained glass window right there, you see that, Robert? Okay. So looks over there and says, oh, that's a saint over there. And the child looks up and goes, oh, I get it. Saints are people the light shines through. Saints are people the light shines through. Right? She got it. He got it, whoever it was, got it, that saints are people The light shines through, beautiful stained glass, glorious light shining through. Here's the thing. Light shines through stained glass windows beautifully. Light also shines through broken-out windows. Light also shines through torn places, shattered places. Abandoned places, empty places. Light shines through all those places. Some of them are beautiful and some of them don't look so beautiful at first. Light comes through them all. I love this, this idea of getting us to see that saints are something we see up there. Saints are people who make a way for us to see our way down here. I think it's that movement from to here that we're looking at with the story today. I was warned by my partner who was raised in the South, oh, if you start talking about Zacchaeus, some people back, they're just going to start singing a song. (laughs) They have this, I was like, they're going to sing? He says, yeah, well, there's this little song that they... Tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as they said, you past that way, looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you, you come, come down. down. For, for I'm going for to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Alrighty, so uh, we love that. I don't know. I don't know the song. I didn't know the song, but. There was some references to wee little man in some of the books I was reading about this, and I was like, where's this wee little man thing coming from? And now I know, so thank you very much with this wee little man. So the story, right, is just that Zacchaeus is there. He hears that Jesus is coming along. He decides, I want to get a look at this guy. I want to get a look at this guy. But I'm kind of short. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to find myself a place where I can look at him. climbs up the tree, gets up there, jesus is coming along people are gathering to see here comes jesus and jesus how surprised was the kiss which is like hey zacchaeus up there in the tree i mean do you think he was a little surprised i'm thinking he was just thinking he was gonna be all okay there it goes but no jesus walking along past the right under turns right and looks up says hey Hurry up and come down from there. Why? Because I'm inviting myself over to your house. I must, I must come on over. In fact, right now, we're not making a date. I'm coming over today. Come on, get down, get down. I love this, I think Jesus is like, hello. I was just trying to get a look. Okay, all of a sudden I'm making sandwiches. I don't really know what to say about that. I think it's really wonderful what Jesus says. Hurry up and come down from there. Hurry up and come on down. It's unexpected that Jesus would notice him at all, much less address him, and then address him and tell him to come down. Come on down. Jesus calls him out of the tree. But I would suggest that Jesus is doing more than calling him out of a tree. I'm going to suggest that Jesus is calling him out. No, really. He's calling him out. What do I mean by that? Well, let's get real. Zacchaeus did not need to climb any darn tree to see Jesus. I mean, they go to great lengths to explain, oh, I'm short, I can't see, I'm gonna find a sycamore tree. But we all know this, and especially the young people in the room know this. If you're at a parade and you're under the age of 10, Where do you go to see the parade? Right. Kids aren't climbing trees everywhere. They're pushing right on up front in the front of the crowd. Get out of my way because I can't see. Just because you're short doesn't mean you need to climb a tree. Zacchaeus was lying to himself. Oh, I need to climb a tree because I'm very short. (laughs) Because what would happen if he did like we all know he could do, just push himself right up to the front, What would happen if he was standing right up in the front of the row when Jesus walks by? Jesus would probably see him. Jesus would probably see him. Jesus might even say hello. Jesus was calling him out. He was saying, oh, you think you're up there high. You think you're looking down on me. You think I'm not going to see you. Hey, Zacchaeus, I see you up there. Hurry up. Come on down. Come on down with me here. Jesus was calling him out, he was calling him out of the tree, and so the question might be asked, why did Zacchaeus have to get up in that tree, what was he afraid of, why was he trying to get a look at Jesus from a place where he wouldn't be seen by Jesus? Why was he afraid to get right down where Jesus was and say hello? There are many reasons that we might have an answer for why he climbed the tree, right? says he's a tax collector and he's very rich. What this meant at that time is just that his job was to collect the taxes, whatever he could make you pay beyond what was owed of the taxes he could keep. If he was a rich man, that meant he was good at making people pay more than what they owed so he could keep it. No wonder they were grumbling. Uh, Jesus talking to that Zacchaeus, him and his rich house. I paid for that house. Right? He may have climbed that tree because he knew it wasn't, he wasn't liked. He wasn't part of the community. He had to get himself raised above. Maybe he climbed the tree... Because he liked his life. He, he wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to look at Jesus. He just didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus. Oh, my. He wanted to say, yeah, I've seen Jesus. He's a good man. I see the way he is with people. He was very kind. I know something about Jesus. Jesus knows nothing about me. Because I like my life ripping y'all off, living well. And I want to see Jesus too, but I don't want it to cost me anything. So I'm going to climb on up in this tree and I'll look at him and I'll say, I I know Jesus and I'll make sure Jesus doesn't know me because that might mean something for me. Maybe he climbs that tree because that's not so true for him. Maybe he's living this life of defrauding people And being isolated from people, people not liking him, and he doesn't want to live that life anymore. I mean, it says he had a longing to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus, he had something in him that was drawing him there. Maybe he was so full of pain about who he had been being all his life that wasn't true for his deeper parts that he was afraid that if he actually made that connection with what he really was longing for, it would be too painful that he would connect with Jesus and Jesus would see him and therefore would be able to see in him his longing and the way he betrayed himself. And that's a hard hurt to walk into. I've climbed some trees myself. I've climbed some trees myself. Let's think about those trees. I've climbed the tree of self-sufficiency. I'm doing good, God. Thank you for your blessings, thank you for your blessings. I'm too busy to do much else with you, but thank you for your blessings, I'm doing good. I got a lot going on right now. I'll talk to you later, up in that tree. I've climbed the tree of helping other people. I'm up in this tree helping you and helping you and being so nice to you and wasn't I just so helpful to you? And, you know, I'll talk to you, God. Later. I'm really busy right now. She needs me to do this and he needs me to do that and I'm very important helping other people. I really can't talk with you right now because I don't want to know how I really need some help myself. Let me just stay up in the tree. These are my trees. I'm familiar with these trees. Okay. We could climb the tree of low self-esteem. We could climb the tree of superiority. We could climb the tree of, I'm just a loner. I don't like to be part of community. I just do better by myself. When the truth is something very different. I just don't know how to get there. We could climb the tree of, I'm afraid to get into community because they might kick me back out again. I'm afraid to climb down the tree and find out that God doesn't see me and doesn't know my name and doesn't say hello and doesn't want to come in my house and I am so afraid of that that I'm going to stay up here in the tree and make sure I never have the opportunity to find out that God doesn't really want me. Jesus calls him out of the tree. He says, come down, hurry, come down, hurry, come down now. Because I want in. I want you to make a place for me in your home. Open yourself up. Let me come in that place where you live. I want to come and be with you. No more of this getting a look without being seen. No more of this getting a look but keeping your distance. No more of this getting a look but letting me pass on by day after day. No more of this getting a look without getting in relationship. No more of this getting a look without being saved. Ooh, without being saved. At the very end of the scripture, right? Jesus says, for this one has been lost, but now is saved. What's he been saved from? Saved from all those trees, saved from isolation and loneliness, saved from not being worthy, saved from not being good enough, saved from being separate, saved from being better, saved from being worse, saved from longing, saved from not longing, saved from all of that stuff. He was lost up in there in that tree, but now he's saved. Saved from being lost to the truth that God sees in him. He comes down, he welcomes Jesus. He's so startled. And What does he say? Yes, come on in. And without being told, without being shamed, Jesus doesn't say one thing about you need to get right, you need to get different, you need to do something to make up for all that. He says nothing except I want to be with you. And that in itself brings Zacchaeus to say, I'm giving half of everything I own to the poor. Let the light shine through. If I've defrauded anyone, I'm going to take it and pay back four times as much in those cracked places. I'm going to let that light shine through. That's what Zacchaeus does. He becomes the saint that he already was, that he was lost from knowing that he was. And Jesus says, Today's salvation has come to this house because this one, too, is a child of Abraham. This one, too, is already in the long line of very human people who have sought and welcomed and opened all their cracked up places so the light could shine through, so that others could find a way. It's good to be with you, saints. Amen.